Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So uh, before Mass, I came, went to the back. I flicked on all the, uh, the remote controls for all the lights. I'm like, it's, they're all being taken down today. we got to have one more day with the Christmas deck. You just soak it in, right? Any objections? Good, okay, I didn't think so. All right, it's all coming down today. All right, because yes, because I'm back in green. We're moving back into ordinary time. And uh, just two quick thoughts uh, here at the start of ordinary time again that there's nothing ordinary about ordinary time, right? When we call it ordinary time, we're not just saying, that's ah, it's just the ho-hum, you know, the lull between the things. No, ordinary comes from the Latin ordinalis, which means numbered, right? Because these weeks of ordinary time are the numbered weeks, right? So first week of ordinary time, second week of ordinary time, so on and so forth. So these are the numbered weeks. And then the gospel that the church gives us for today, for the first daily mass as we kick into ordinary time, there's nothing ordinary about this gospel, right? This is Jesus confronting the powers of darkness, Jesus affecting this mighty exorcism in his hometown at Capernaum, right? It's a pretty extraordinary thing. Not ordinary, right? Okay. So what do we have happening? Jesus strides into his hometown at Capernaum, into the synagogue, and he begins to preach and teach. And he's wowing the crowd because his preaching and teaching, he, he's preaching with authority. That doesn't mean he's just preaching with conviction. It just means that he wasn't preaching by referencing other rabbis, right? That was the rabbinic way of, of grounding your teaching, basing it on the authority of a previous teacher, on a previous teacher, on a previous teacher, all the way back to Moses. Jesus is basically citing himself, right? He's giving a definitive interpretation of these texts. So he's wowing the crowd. And in the meantime, in the synagogue, right, there's a person with an unclean spirit, a demon, um, manifests itself in his presence. And this demon asks the question to Jesus, what have you to do with us? First of all, notice the first person plural, us. What have you to do with us? That's what sin does to us, right? Sin affects a splintering of our minds and hearts in person, right? It scatters us. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. The Holy One. Look at that difference. The Holy One of God. Holiness, it um, brings unity, unanimity, right? So here you have, have you come to destroy us? I've asked this question before in homilies, but... Do you know the answer to, to the question, right? The demon asks, have you come to destroy us? What's the answer to the question? Yes, yes, resounding yes, yes I have, right? The reason the Son of Man appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. That's from 1 Timothy. I want to speak for a moment a little bit more, though, about this, this voice of the enemy, this voice of the enemy. I want to shine a spotlight on this here this morning. And I want to start with Psalm 36. I know it's not the, from a text from our Mass today, but it's an important psalm. So in that psalm that David penned, he, he writes these haunting words about sin. He says, sin speaks to the sinner in the depths of his heart. Sin speaks to the sinner in the depths of his heart. 
This man in the synagogue, this demon-possessed man, what do you have? You have sin, evil, the enemy, speaking, right? Sin speaks. The enemy speaks in the depths of man's heart. And how often you and I, we entertain this dialogue partner. We are drawn into conversation with this dialogue partner with evil in moments of temptation, in moments of frustration, right? So in temptation, what happens is the enemy, as this dialogue partner of ours, he appears to us, I don't mean like outwardly, he, the tone of his voice comes off as a friend, he comes off as a friend, our confidant, our, our ally, as someone who, who understands us and who gets us, right? Another way to put it, he speaks to us as one who is sympathetic to our pain. Like, I know how hard it is. I know, I know what you're going through. I, he's sympathetic to our wounds. He's sympathetic to our frustrations. He's sympathetic to our hurts, right? Sin speaks in a tone before we sin, he spe- sin speaks in a tone that feels compassionate. Like, here's a way to deal with what you're dealing with. Here's a way to not feel what you're feeling. Here's a way to escape, to numb out, to feel like you can regain power because you feel out of control, right? That voice, that voice will point out and offer apparent solutions to our problems. One of the analogies I've had in my own mind and heart thinking about this enemy and his voice is that the enemy is much like an anesthesiologist. No offense if anybody's an anesthesiologist. Okay. I love anesthesiology, right? I've had 31 eye surgeries. Very important. I love the anesthesiologist. Anyway, vital role. But the enemy's like an anesthesiologist in this regard, that the enemy never wants to heal us He never wants to heal us. He wants to numb us, so to speak, to protect us from our pain. So what he does is we become addicted to our numbing and coping solutions. That's what our sins are. They're numbing and coping solutions. And why? In order to destroy us, right? John 10, the thief has come to steal, to murder, and to destroy. And this, my friends, this is exactly why we must do what Jesus did in the synagogue. And the very first thing he did is he did not let him speak. He did not let him speak. When you begin to hear yourself whispered to in the depth of your heart, when sin begins to speak in the depth of your heart, in the name of Jesus, I silence the voice of temptation speaking in the depth of my heart. Silence the voice. Silence the voice. Do not dialogue with him. Silence him. Amen.